Welcome to the Good Rookies Podcast. My name is Fahim. And my name is Nelly Che, y'all. And we are Good Rookies. That's right. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Happy Good Tuesday. And guess what? It's episode 100. 100. 100. 100. Okay, 100. Yo. <laughs> Episode 100 for you. Mm. This is madness. A hundred straight weeks. Uh, we've been through a pandemic. We've been through everything. And now we're here. So Fahim, I don't know about you, but this is a celebration episode. I know we have topics we got to discuss, but I hope y'all, if you're listening at home, you're watching on your TV, wherever you're watching on your laptop, your phone, please take a drink for <laughs> us. Okay. It can be a, it, it can be a water. It can be a chamomile tea. Or give me some Hennessy. Whatever you want to do. Okay, what do you want to do? We're good with that. So, Fiki, man, give me your thoughts on this 100th, 100th episode, bro. First of all, I think we should pat ourselves on the back. Clap. It's out. Definitely. <laughs> um, it's quite an achievement. And when they say in regards to podcasts, many podcasts uh, don't make it past the 14th episode. I think I last saw a figure that said 50% of podcasts uh, don't make it past episode 14. So just fact that we're not just talking about episode 100, but we're talking episode 100 for 100 straight weeks consecutively Mercy. back to back to back to back to back back to back like MJO for <laughs> mm -hmm. real back to back like Katie and Steph back to back like you know Jigga <laughs> back to back like Drake you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Back to back, like Tyson, like Ali. Sorry, I'm going. I'm going to stop. But no, for real, for real, this is amazing. And you know, Fahim, honestly, you're right. Like, we've been through so much. You've had a child. You got like, it, like there's been so much milestones that's happened in both of our lives that we've lived through, and still always come together to record an episode. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? No matter what has happened. So, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of us. Thank you for what you've done. Big up to Ray in the back. Y'all don't see him. But that's our guy doing his thing. So big up to Ray, who's also joined the Good Rookie Show and podcast team. So big up to you. And if you know who he is, learn more about him in episode 98. Okay? We did a deep dive with, with Mr. Ray Harapal. So, Fahim, let's get into some hot topics for the 100th episode. All right. Let's so go. keeping it on brand, uh, we have, there was a study that came out recently that said that women's sports was seen as more valuable than men's sports, which I found, and let me give some real context to this. They say 44% of global sports fans between the ages of 18 to 24, they prefer women's sports to men's sports. And I'm gonna uh, just uh, give our source the gist um, with that with mm -hmm. that uh, that information. Um, Nelly J, I'll, I'll be honest, uh, came across it, very shocked, one, um, I think you'd be a perfect person to ask, not just uh, you being a woman, but you being a woman who knows sports. So let's get into this. What's your thoughts on this? Because I'll be honest, um, off face value, hearing this, I don't see how this happens. I don't see how the, the, the math adds up. So go ahead. Well, I mean, it, remember, this is, the study was done by, it's called the Sports Consultancy Group, mm -hmm. right? Um, so they did, uh, the, the study was that women's sports was deemed more viable for long-term investments than men. So long-term investments than men, that's the mm -hmm. key. 
So it's not saying that women's sports would be have a higher value than men, but for a long-term investment, what that tells me, Fahim, is that investing in women's sports now, you, you get a, a higher kickback in the future. That's what mm -hmm. it says. So it's not saying that women's sports are going to have a higher price point, meaning that they'll get paid more than men or the, 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 their leagues will, will cost more than men. They're saying it's a higher, it's a better long-term investment because it's so, the cost for women's sports is so low now, right? So if you invest in a sport, in, in a woman's team, if you invest in an athlete or someone now, right, that ROI is going to be even better for a long-term mm -hmm. investment. So it's saying more along that, and I believe that because of the fact that the value of women's sports to me have been very undervalued. Because if you look at, remember our discussion in the past, when looking at advertising or TV deals, right? It has been very low. So if you invest in it now, it's going to grow, right? It's going to grow, maybe not as fast as a men's sport, but as a long-term investment, meaning what? I mean, female in finance. So what does long-term mean? Like a 10 plus year, right? Right. I'm assuming. So if so in 10 years, the value of women's sports will have a better ROI than men's sports, right? Men's sports is a, is a higher pot from now, right? So you invest in male sports, like a, a sports team, billions of dollars, right? Women's sports team is not is in a millions. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just think that the studies are saying that if you're looking for a good investment or a long-term investment, put that in a woman's sports team or a woman's sport or whatever, and that money's going to grow for you a lot faster or better than the men's men sports. That's all I'm trying to say. So I totally believe it. Um, I still think women's sports have a long way to go. But if you look at how women in soccer, they're 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 growing, mm -hmm. right? Um, hockey, like certain leagues are growing and we're seeing it. And I just think that for us who grew up in the 80s, 90s, we grew up in a time where there were still women athletes, but the, the guys who made decisions with the checks were men. And a lot of men did not believe women should have a place in sport, but now the ideology is changing. So I'm not surprised. I think the kids now who are 18 are now going to intend to be 28. And those guys will be the ones working. Mm -hmm. as, you know what I'm saying? Like the world's going to change. It's going to evolve. So in 10 years, we're going to be older and the young kids who are playing and watching sports are going to grow. And we're seeing it now in college. M most of these college um, women athletes, female athletes are getting a lot of NIL money. Mm -hmm. Uh, they have the most followers comp compared to male sports or male athletes. Like the trend mm -hmm. is going up. So I think the study is so pretty I like accurate. the fact that you mentioned mm -hmm. about the, the demographic shift because um, it does state here 16% over the age of 54 favor women's events, right? So um, speaking to what you're saying, uh, there's a shift that's happening. So 18 to 24, let's say if we're talking a 10 year span. So now we're talking 28 to 34. Um, mm -hmm. I just am not understanding, like no, no pushback in anything you said. And I agree hundred percent what you mentioned. Right. Yeah. But when I think of women's sports and I'm just wondering where the popularity is going to come from, do the fact, or do you, I guess maybe my question is, do they need to be popular in order to be successful? Because I think of women's soccer. I can maybe as a casual women's uh, soccer fan name, you know, a handful of players, you know, like Raponi, uh, you know, uh, Christine Sinclair. You have to be um, playing in the Women's World Cup and an elite for to hit my radar, just to say. And I think I probably recommend, I, I probably uh, represent many of just the casual male fan. Um, even women's basketball, mm -hmm. WNBA, you have to be like, uh, you know, 
Sabrina Iniescu or, you know what I'm saying? Sue Bird or just somebody of a certain stature. So it's, I think like you mm-hmm. either have to be really great to be known. Um, but if you're not a superstar, that's maybe that's what I'm getting at. In male sports, you cannot, you don't need to be a superstar to be known, I think, even casually. Well, I think it's more imperative with your, uh, if you're a female athlete, you have to be a superstar to be known. So I'm just wondering where this growth is coming from. Go ahead. Yeah. I mean, the, the growth is coming from the mental switch, right? I, 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 like it's as simple as the ideology that women belong in sport and they have a place in sport. Once people believe that, then they believe in the athletes. They believe in the value behind the athletes and they believe in the investment into the athletes. It, it all comes from the psychology of women and sport. Like a lot of the men, you could th- think about people, men that are over the age of 55. A lot of them don't watch women's sports. Mm-hmm. They don't care for women's sports, right? Unless their daughters play, they don't care, right? So think about that. Those guys are going to be, will have less power in making decisions not all but some will and we're going to see more women entrepreneurs more women bosses women presidents women leaders in sports take up the mantle and say hey as a woman i want to invest in that sport team i want to i want to i want to um donate tickets to a camp you know what i'm saying so we're going to see more and more of that because the economy um the economics of money is going to change and shift in terms of power, right? Because money right now is majority in men. But I think that's going to shift towards where I don't think women are going to surpass men in value, but we're going to see women, wives, daughters who are growing up in wealthy families say, you know what, I want to invest in this and so forth. So I just think that uh, economics is shifting, women empowerment is shifting. And I think also the youth are growing up with a better understanding of women or can be athletes. Because growing up, you know, a lot of women didn't play sports because they thought it was too manly. I heard that stuff, you know? Like I heard girls say, I don't want to gain muscle because I'm a girl. You know what I'm saying? But nowadays kids don't have that type of um, restraint or that type of, you know, ideology. It's like, if I want to play, I'm going to play, mm-hmm. right? Especially with all the gender roles and things. Listen, the world is changing and evolving so quickly. But again, I want to emphasize that this study that's saying that women's sports will have a higher value than men is saying that the long-term investment in women's sports is a right. better investment. And, and I believe that. That's and when you're talking about investment, uh, you know, investment, uh, we have to figure out about where revenue is coming from. And it comes from three places mm-hmm. in sport. It's TV rights, is one. Uh, the event day attendance is a second. Mm-hmm. And also sponsorships. So in those three areas, yeah, uh, for women's sports, they are growing. Uh, so everything to those conversations were going. I have I have no no pushback in anything. It's just if we are talking over a ten year term, I'm just wondering to see how much more if if the popularity in, for instance, a TV like if TV rights is growing, is it going to hit the casual fan? You know, like, or what kind of advertising and marketing will go into, you know, I'm saying TV yeah. rights and stuff like that. So, yeah, like I'm like, we're seeing like Gatorade shifted Nike. A lot of these bigger um, male, you know, brands are, uh, for sports for men are now p- mm-hmm. going into women. So we're going to see that ROI, right? Because keep, keep in mind, before before the Jordan era, there wasn't that many sponsorships in male sports. But when brands started backing the NBA, that's when popularity mm-hmm. was a thing, right? And I think some at a point where, you know, in women's sports, like the NBA, they have to have a rivalry. And we're seeing it now, right? Sabrina Inescu, but like, they need a rivalry 
because we know when it was Larry and, and Magic or whoever, like the, everyone needs a mm-hmm. rivalry in a league, right? Every league needs um, a soap a soap opera. Every league needs a good guy and the bad guy, right? That it, It's like entertainment. So to your point, I don't think it's a popularity issue. I think they need to have a narrative. And that's something the WNBA has not mm-hmm. been good at. There, there were so many narratives last year that they did not even look at. Like, they need really good storytellers to tell the story of these athletes so that people can connect. Because casual fans connect to narratives. Yeah. We all know this. That's where they connect, to narratives. So how to get casual fans, Raheem? Get a great narrative behind these athletes. Have the media invest in narratives-driven data or narrative-driven stories. On top of that, you also need, I think, you really need to have um, not only just, um, I'll say this, gambling. Like, when gambling and betting became big in the NBA, the value went out because people are not putting money and betting on these sports, right? So um, we're seeing more of that happening now in WNBA. And so that's what I think is going to change, the, the gambling and betters as well as the narrative. If they can get, get those two hooked, mm-hmm. it's just going to grow. Because most casual fans don't even watch the sport. They just bet on it. They yeah. just bet on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So All right. So, so yeah. And some of the most popular sports uh, for women uh, we have is uh, soccer is number 10, basketball is number 9, volleyball is number 8, tennis is number mm-hmm. 7, which I found very shocking, actually. Um, maybe in regards to tennis, I think would be number 1 in regards to professional women popularity. You know, like we we... I think the biggest mm-hmm. female athletes are probably in tennis, uh, you know, pound for pound. You know what I'm saying? Well, bigger, you mean more money, right, okay. more money, right. Right. Thing, right. pretty okay. much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like bigger, I'm but, big, money but more tennis is number yeah. seven, which I found very <laughs> shocking. Swimming is actually more than ten- tennis. So swimming is number six. Uh, swimming for women, I wouldn't really find mm. hits anyone's radar other than the Olympics, you know, or any type of um, event. Such as uh, lacrosse is number five, softball is number four, golf number three, field hockey number two, and cross country running number one. Uh, this, you know, this list is is very shocking, um, but maybe they go by participation um, in regards to um, women in these sports. But coming back to this, uh, there's definitely a lot of growth and a lot of potential. In women in, in women's sports, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's great to see that this list came out, and um, that the marketing and every. Go ahead. And please, for him, can you please add that because people think of women's sports, they don't think of the WNBA. There's guys, there's other mm-hmm. sports that women the women play. So I'm happy you did the top ten because people always think of women's sports as mm-hmm. WNBA only. And it's like, no, guys, there's individual, like tennis, golf, like there are other women's sports that are really popular. Mm-hmm. That's not just basketball. So I just want to make sure that, that people understand that, that women's sport isn't just the um, WNBA. Mm-hmm. So that's the, always the argument. The WNBA is not making money. No, no, no. There are, trust me, there's women mm-hmm. athletes making a lot of money, but they're just not in basketball. 100%, that's all 100%. I want to add there. <laughs> uh, so since we're talking about uh, women and making money in sport, let's go to for the culture. For the culture, we like to highlight individuals for the culture, and today we get to highlight two two athletes. Raheem, they both have been for the culture multiple, multiple times on the Good Rookie Show. Okay, but guess what? Y'all on Cash Cow don't know, and those listening on the podcast, well, too bad, right? Too bad. So 
when it comes to our for the culture segment we like to highlight people that are really doing amazing things for the BIPOC or people of color or for the culture in general. So today we're gonna highlight Naomi Osaka as well as LeBron James. So the tennis star, Naomi, announced the launch of her media company production named Hanakuma. Hanakuma means flower bear in Japanese. This was launched on June 21st in partnership with Spring Hill Company of the NBA, the legend, LeBron King James. Uh, hashtag 20 season coming up. So Fahim, um, what's your thoughts on this, you know, the fact that now she's, Naomi's now moving into the media production company, I think it's a great long-term investment. We've seen other athletes, right? produce films and short films and so forth. But Naomi actually quoted in saying, of course, this is from the lifestyleasia.com. Um, uh, she was actually quoted saying that there has been an explosion of creators of color finally being equipped with resources and a huge platform. So I think it's really cool that she understands that her story is a testament to people of color and people of Japanese or of Haitian descent. So. I think it's great. And the fact that LeBron is backing her up, this is showing a collaboration, which you know I love collaboration, of LeBron supporting not only a younger athlete, but someone that he can obviously help, um, you know, jumpstart her career in the media production company. So, Fahim, what's your thoughts on this uh, embarkment for All right, so uh, first, Naomi and LeBron? You said, when you said about LeBron, you said hashtag 20. Did, is, is this his 20th season? Coming up. Wow. Coming up, yeah. Mm -hmm. He He's did like, nineteen. Wow! Shout mm -hmm. out to it's LeBron. 20th, like coming up. to to think it's going to be another, twenty yeah, seasons, season, bro. And he's still on top. So yeah, um, not just on the court, but obviously off the court also in business. But um, so in regards to the mm -hmm. two of them partnering up, I think it's great. One, obviously, LeBron James. He's a leader um, on the male side. Naomi Osaka. Uh, we just spent a lot of time talking about uh, women athletes, female athletes, and. Got to, got to admit, like Naomi, she's a brand name. I'm pretty sure if you went to a lot of casual people and say, you know what, give me five female athletes, I think she would make everyone's list and somehow just do the fact that, uh, you know, the sport she plays, uh, she's been successful, and she's managing to brand herself outside of tennis, just generally through IG and stuff. So um, it's it's it feels right that this is a media company amongst the two. Um. I do. So when I think of Naomi um, and media and marketing, so she's, as of late, she, let's be real, she's kind of uh, had her struggles as of maybe the last season, right? And um, it's good to see that what's happened on the court is not affecting her off the court. You know, she's still managing to. Um, mm -hmm. show that she's more than just an athlete. And I think that's what oftentimes happens. You know, pe people know you Ooh, from what I you do um, in performance and um, people get lost in that. And I like the fact that as much as she has really maybe in her career, going through the most turbulent time in her career, um, she's managing to make moves and still inspire in spite of what she's going through. Agreed. Agreed. Everything you said, it, it just shows that, you know, a lot of times people, because these athletes make so much money, I always hear, well, I wish I would love to be a millionaire. You know, people don't forget that these guys are humans like everyone else, but they have a lot of money. And 
athletes work so hard. Like people think being an athlete is this simple. Well, you're like, no, like they sacrifice time, like hanging out with friends. They sacrifice so much for him to be at this level in their perspective sport. I think that people don't under, don't respect the grind. And unless you play the sport, no offense, but I know it's annoying, but if you've never played a sport, never won in a sport, never been a championship or trained, like you don't understand like what it takes to even be at that level, let alone uh, the things you have to do to be successful. So I just think that back in the day, I think a lot of athletes struggled, but they didn't have the means. Remember back in the day, people were doing drugs, <laughs> a lot of drugs, well, well, you're <laughs> a saying, lot of drugs back in the day. You know what I'm saying? You're saying that back was in the day, big... I don't know how much has really changed now. I'm... <laughs> I know. Well, hey, I, I'm just saying, like, but before of the right. mental health, you know, there's lots of drugs, a lot of cocaine, a lot of things right. happening in all sport because the pressure and the anxiety that they have to deal with. So I think now that people, athletes, are talking about it and finding healthier ways to deal with their anxiety and the pressures, I think it's fantastic. So you know, Naomi has been a leader in the mental health space along with other athletes. She has been outspoken, and I think we're mm -hmm. going to see more athletes like her. Like we mentioned, Fahim, the young lady who oh, retired at Ash number Barty, one. right, from Australia. In tennis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ash Barty, yes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is, okay, right. I, I've won, I'm, I'm over it. Like, you know what I'm saying? She mm -hmm. might come back in the future, but that's her choice. But again, it just showed me that athletes go through a lot that we don't, especially tennis. I had one lady um, in Clubhouse come on Clubhouse. She has friends in a tennis space, and she said that tennis is the most loneliest sport to play in. She's like, you're on the road by yourself all the time it's just you and a trainer you know in basketball you have your friend your mm -hmm. partner no tennis you're by yourself you're by yourself and it's a very lonely sport to play and that's why there's a lot of mental um things there so when she broke it down i was like you know what i never thought about individual sports versus team sports and like, the dynamics of how it can affect you mentally so i'm just happy like you said naomi is not going to let um what's happening on the court or on you know on the grass or on the the clay whatever she's playing on affect her business grind and I think this is where we as people are going to make impact and our athletes are are pretty much leading us in this way and that's why I love the for the culture segment because we can highlight these people that are these these guys that are doing amazing things but having media media has, is the reason why Black folks are looked at a certain way so to me having more Black people in the media is going to change how we are viewed. Mm -hmm by the world. And I think anyone mm -hmm. doing that. I'm um, also, I want to mention that uh, Naomi Osaka has just collaborated with Levi's. As we know, Levi's, that's a, that's a staple brand, mm. right? So come with your own collaborations. Um, you yes. know, it's great that she can be out on her own, have her media company and continue uh, to inspire. Now I do want to mention this though. So you mentioned the name off the top and you want to say the name again? The name of her, of, right? Oh, Huma. Yeah. So it's, okay. it's, it's Hannah Kuma, which All means right. flower right. bear. And, I, and I, that's why I like that, uh, that you stated. It means flower bear in Japanese. Um, so mm -hmm. here's something that we should, at least while keeping an eye on the story, the positive of it, let's keep it real. Hannah Kuma in Japanese means flower bear. Uh, Swahili, the language of Swahili, 200 million people uh, speak Swahili, predominantly in Eastern Africa. 
Um, you know, mm-hmm. 35% of Swahili has roots going to Arabic. It's like, it's and like, language is one of the first forms of communication. So unfortunately, so I'll say this, um, when I found the name Anakuma, um, it's my, my, my wife, her first, her first mother tongue is Swahili. And I came across something I said, Hmm. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me see if what I heard is actually correct. So I just said to her, Hannah Kuma, and she looked at me very shocked, knowing that my Swahili, I can't, I can only speak to, I can only go to five. That's it. I can count to five. That's it. So she just looked at me mm-hmm. confused and she said, what'd you say? And I said it again. And she was shocked. She said, don't say that. Um, do you know what that word translates to in Swahili? Mm. It translates, unfortunately, to um, no. women without a vagina. People who speak Swahili on Twitter had brought that up to her attention. And would mind, remember, uh, mm-hmm. Osaka is half Haitian, half Japanese, right? So uh, there's nothing like yes. no one would expect her to know that. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't speak the language. But upon finding <laughs> out that yeah. that's what it is, um, I would th- now now. She did do a tweet on Twitter. I don't want to misquote her, but she said, um, praying prayers for my overthinkers. So it's kind of cryptic, but that was her, her tweet to those on Twitter who are let who are educating her and letting her know, Hey, you're naming your company over something that's kind of in this particular language, you know, kind of vulgar. Uh, so good. Mm-hmm. Well, I, don't, I, I get that. I get that. But the thing that the issue of Fahim is that if you're a historian buff like myself, a lot of symbols right. mean different things in different countries. Just because the symbol of my country means something bad in your country doesn't mean I'm going to change. It, like, like, like the world, yes, the world is massive and great. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, that's her language. You know what I'm saying? So even though I understand people in Swahili may not like the term, it, 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 at the end of the day, right. in Japan, doesn't doesn't mean that. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and that's her vantage point. It's kind of like the swastika in, in, in the swastika in Germany means something mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. than in Hindu. You know what I'm saying? But do you think people in Hindu stop using that? Ter- that no, mm-hmm. that, that symbol is still used in their religion. So at the end of the day, it's like, so what? Are we going to now police every culture and say oh in my culture that means this so you can't use it in your culture i i just think that you know i'm just happy that she's aware of it and people can speak on it but we all know that right. that that is what she means you know what i'm saying so if you understand that's her vantage point and that's where she's coming from from a japanese she's a japanese athlete she plays for japan like that's a vantage point let's say okay we're aware now that this means Swahili and that's terrible, but when it's being spoken and from her vantage point for, for me, a company, this is meaning of, you know, of Japan. Remember it's well, an Asian company. It's not really an American company, but I, I, I can understand why people from Swahili may feel away cause that's their culture. But then again, it's your culture and it's but, her culture. So it's like, they're both cultures are very massive and big. So it's like there, there isn't at this point, like, at this point, it's like asking someone to change a term because your culture means things differently. So, um, that's her choice. Not, so we're not, okay. It's not so a matter of choice. asking her to change uh, the term, but you can call your business anything, right? So if I, I would think if you have a business and uh, your business name is offensive to 200 uh, million um, 
Africans and we're talking about for the culture and we're talking about, you know, inspiring a culture. Uh, that's a massive amount of people that are from mm -hmm. the motherland um, that are essentially mm -hmm. um, being kind of shunned out from the experience, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Because, and, 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 and hold on, hold on, let me, let, let me land this. Yeah, but, she, but I, I can't, I, I, get I can't that. wrong. I get that. But right. I'm just saying that. It wasn't so. on purpose though. Right. No, no, hold on, hold on. It's not on purpose. Yeah, you know what so I'm saying? Like, I feel, right. I feel like not on purpose. That's the thing. So yeah. Ignorance is bliss. So if, if she thought of this with the intention of it being flower bear, that's amazing. Right. But if it's brought to your attention and you like, I would think like if, if she didn't know, that's one thing, but n now once you know, and you still want to proceed with it, it just doesn't sit right with 200 million Africans out there who would be looking to expire. Go ahead. That mm -hmm. people have to look at intent of people's decisions. And I think the problem with a lot of people in society is that they're so quick to get defensive and get angry and not, and, 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 and slow to understand that, Hey, clearly she has, she, she's uh, from Swahili. Okay. So speak Swahili, speak, no speak about that. Like speak and, and, right. So, yeah, okay. 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 So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, yeah, exactly. So mm -hmm. she, she doesn't know anyone, yeah, yeah, anyone that speaks Swahili. Let me correct correction. Right. So, so as Swahili is, even though it's popular in Africa, she doesn't have any roots there. She's a Haitian or a Japanese, right? That's where she is comfortable with. So if you know her intent was ever to insult the language, you let her know this is, oh, in our language, it means this. Okay. Now she's aware. Cool. She can decide if she wants to or not, but if she doesn't do it, I don't think it's because she wants to insult all those people. It is something where in her culture, and again, it's culture based, right? That's what I was saying before. Like there's so many cultures that have, like, for example, the N word in America, they say mm -hmm. N word in Japanese, but it's a different meaning. You know what I'm saying? So, cause my friend, um, I was watching Russell Peters, a stand-up comedy and he said that they're saying the N word. And he's like, what are they saying the N word? Mm -hmm. No, it actually means something different in Japanese. Right. So this is something where I just think that, you know, as the world gets smaller through the internet, uh, athletes are going to have to adjust and adapt. Right. But however, if she doesn't change her name, am I going to judge her for that? No. Uh, because honestly, as you know, when it comes to corporate names and branding, it takes about a year, especially at her level to get copyright rights, to get the legal. It takes a long time to change something like this, especially now that it's launched and it's published. So mm -hmm. we, we don't know if she's going to change it. We don't know for Lord's name. Well, know me, let's change it up. But that, that, that takes time. Like we saw the freaking right. commanders or the, the, the skins mm -hmm. take two years to have a new NFL name. Right. So, and then they, I'm sure she's going to change it. She may or she may not, but at the end of the day, her intent was never 100%, 100%. So That's shout out to LeBron and Naomi Osaka um, for Hannah Kuma. Um, yeah, I think it's great. Amazing. Uh, so, um, and we will keep uh, our eye on this. Um, so definitely keep our eye on But let me th throw this out yes. to you real quick, yes. LJ. Um, if you were Osaka, would you change it? If I was Osaka, I'd probably, um, I'd probably be annoyed. No, no, like, I got what you. The right. F? Like, why didn't we look this up? No, I'd be annoyed because I'd be I like, know, I know. no, because it takes like, you know how, the, how it goes for him with our name. Mm -hmm. You Google name, you look it up, you just yeah. make sure. So mm -hmm. I'd be upset at my research team and my marketing team because even though Naomi is the face, course, right. she's in the person behind building this brand, right? So I would be annoyed that if y'all think you're right. freaking research, like, what the hell? So I'd be annoyed, number one. Someone, someone's either going to get fired, but... I'll probably have my name changed because at the end of the day, I am a person of color and I respect mm -hmm. cultures. That's just me because I'm a history buff. So if in any culture, right. my name is offensive, 
I'd want yeah, to I, that's and just, I, no, I agree with everything you say. You? I do think that, um, and I understand the logistics of it. It's not as simple once you, especially since it's been launched, it's been, yeah, you, it's been launched out. Exactly. And it's been LeBron, so launched work. out with LeBron James um, attached to it. So it's a big, it's a big deal. Um, it wasn't something that they just thought overnight. I'm pretty sure before they launched it, it's been months and months of, of preparation, right? So um, ideally, mm -hmm. uh, if this was happening while exactly. they're in production and trying to think of stuff, um, it'd be much easier. Once you come out there, it, you're right. It is it is hard, but I'm Agreed. hoping uh, I'm, I, I would go through. I, I would feel that there's enough uh, there's a, there's enough here to say you know I may want to. Um, may want to pull back and find something else. Go ahead. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I think so. And I think her overthinking, mm -hmm. she, I think that's just her being annoyed. Like, like you know what I mean? Because I think for her, it's like, guys, don't mm -hmm. think I try to be offensive to you. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm not sure how they were tweeting at her, but she probably like, yo, I never thought of it that deep. Like, wasn't, I wasn't looking up Swahili meeting. So that tweet's more like, guys, right. like, you know, chill. I wasn't aware. <laughs> Stop right. overthinking. Like right. it was, it was a mistake. <laughs> that mm. was it, right? So I think yeah. that was more about her. And the four like, countries uh, that guys. is like, uh, we'll an official out. language is uh, Tanzania, Rwanda, Kenya, and Uganda, and it. So those four is uh, Kenya official, yeah. and it's recognized in Burundi, uh, Congo, Mozambique, also. So like many, most of Eastern Africa, um, yeah, you know, and yeah. and. And and this is the yes, motherland. So for dealing with culture and inspiration, mm -hmm. that that's where I understand she's between a rock and a hard place. But I'm hoping over time, uh, she can maybe think of something else. You know, uh, flower bear is nice, but maybe there might be something else in Japanese that doesn't have any implication with other languages. Also, so mm -hmm. <laughs> just call it like just call it hasta, whatever, man. <laughs> Change one letter at this point. It's a lot of work, man. Listen, branding right. is so much work. People. I think oh, it's definitely. so easy to just switch a name. Like, it's a lot of freaking work. I'll just change one letter. Hasa Kuza, Hasa something, man. Just, just make it up, girl. It doesn't mean <laughs> it, gotta, it gotta mean nothing. Just, just make, up a, make up the meeting. I'm making up a whole new word, okay? Girl, listen to me. Make up your own term, man. Make up your own damn word. Don't you worry about nothing, girl. Nah, make up your that? own words and make up your all own right. meeting. How about that? That's all. So, um... <laughs> Our last segment, let's go to That's Absurd. That's absurd, Fahim, bro. What was absurd this week? In Summer League, the NBA is handing out rings for the champions of NBA Summer League in Vegas. Absurd. absurd uh, first of all it's absurd and if you guys don't agree with us watch one summer league game just one when you watch one summer league game you understand why we're calling it absurd these guys aren't listen, i'll be honest man, i have no have i have, have not watched the full game summer game? league game yet mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. exactly Exactly. And guess how many other guess how many people have not watched Summer League games? First of all, in Canada, you have to have TSN five to watch that shit. So if you're like a so so you know what I'm saying? No, I'm saying like you have to have TSN five to even watch it because ESPN, you know what I'm saying? So it's not like available at all networks, number one. Uh they only play hold four on. games. Four, four. Hold on, four four four, four games to so the, the, hell the final the four league... games to the playoff. Yes. Okay. To wow. the playoffs, mm -hmm. four games to the freaking playoffs. Four, Fahim. Four. Okay. 
why the hell do y'all need rings? Y'all need a freaking <laughs> ribbon that said participated in the summer league or a plaque. Y'all mm-hmm. need a goddamn ring. This is crazy, mm-hmm. Fahim. Absolute insanity. And if you win a summer league, just be thankful that you got to play in Vegas and play in front of um powerful mm-hmm. people. And that's it. Why do you need a ring? Listen, that <laughs> ring might be, be bought from Costco. You know, Costco got some cheap rings in the States. So if ain't no Costco yeah, ring, so... what are we doing here, Fahim? What are we doing here? I'm sorry. Absurd. Four I'm games. sorry. It's absurd. Four games? Four games. They play more games in a in the NCAA term oh tournament goodness. than they do in the summer league. And you know what I'm saying? Also, oh, it goes to show that they're not really summer league. They don't really take it too seriously. Because do you know who they have refing? They gave a, a quote unquote guest ref. Did you see this? Richard Jefferson was yeah, a guest uh, ref. Jefferson. Now, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you are serious. They ain't serious about this. They ain't serious about this, What is this, celebrity? So, hold up. So, are we having celebrity refs now in Summer League? Come on, I'm going to take this seriously. Come any, on, guys. Any, oh, you know, any league that's going to have go ahead, go ahead. Richard Jefferson, um, somebody who's played the game, and it's not a knock to say he doesn't know the game, but understand, just because you've played the game does not mean that you're equipped to ref a game. Um, there's a reason why the NBA during the regular season of 82 games doesn't say, hey, uh, Drake, you know, you're sitting courtside, you watch some games, come and ref. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just don't understand why the w, uh, the NBA is being, uh, treating these rings, like giving them rings, like it means something more than this. You just hit it, a nail in the head. Pers- participation, majority of these players actually are not going to be on an NBA roster. That's facts. Yeah. They're not so, going to smell our roster for him. They're not going to smell it. Yeah. They're so, be in the locker you know, room, you're dog. giving like, rings. Is... And I've seen the rings. They look pretty nice. I'm not going to lie. And it's, it's not hate. Like, I I think just. It's not hate. It's, it's absurd. They're right. going to give rings to people who play for, who played six games or seven games mm. in, 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 in a three week, in, in a two or three week span. <laughs> like, y'all got too much money in your hands. Like, well, NBA, give me that freaking money. If you have too much money, give me that money, NBA. Because at the end of the day, all I'm saying is that rings are for like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like to me, rings, right? Championship tournaments, like, mm-hmm. you know, like at least play 12 games. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, give me 15 games. They're playing four mm-hmm. games of the four. I did see an IG playoffs? comment that actually made me four? laugh. Um, on, in the comment section after seeing this, it said, um, <laughs> Chris Paul is going to uh, Chris Paul is going to join the summer league to to to, to get his get his first ring. Now it's not a, but that was to get his first <laughs> that ring. Was so petty. And mind you, Chris Y'all Paul is my so guy. Like, yeah, like enough respect for Chris Paul. Yo, the NBA, um, yo, these, it, but just to, just the fact that in the comment section people are rest roasting, saying like listing people who haven't had a ring and say they can go to the summer league. So, um, oh, hey Charles Barkley. Hey Charles Barkley. <laughs> guess what? Do you want your first NBA? Shoot. Listen, man, honestly, I just think yeah. it's just like we're we're cuddling these these yeah. athletes, man. Right. Like you gotta to get a ring, you gotta get to the NBA and earn that crap. Like and I'm not trying to deny and again respect to all the guys in the summer league. Maybe the NBA is not for you. Uh, maybe you should play mm-hmm. in other leagues. There's many leagues around the world that you can play in, right? So we're not knocking your talent. We just yeah. don't think that the summer league is is like a it's like an exhibition mm-hmm. type thing for me like no one's taking this stuff seriously you if, have you watched these games like come on so then the day is an exhibition type 
uh, showcase where athletes who don't get exposure can come, they get invited, they play, and who knows, maybe they get picked up, maybe they do not. But the majority mm. of these guys, I'll right. say maybe 98% of these guys aren't playing in the NBA, right? So then the day for me to give them a ring mm. because they play in summer league, I just it, think it's too bega it's, bega. It's too bega bega. That's all. Like, you know what I'm saying? Play, a, have fun, and go home. It's a warm-up slash that tryout. Get out of here. Um, so just fact. Just the fact that the ring for exactly. it is completely absurd. And I'm going to land with this. Um, I'm not opposed to those participating in Summer League of being rewarded in some way, whether it be a team, even if they went to a team trophy, hey, this, like that's cool. You know? Or if they had a, a medal, for instance, after a game, a medal or something like I'm, I'm not opposed to them receiving some kind of acknowledgement of winning the Summer League, but just... In basketball and rings, that's something that comes up in many basketball discussions. So just rings has significance exactly. in basketball. Um, and I just don't see. Um, and Fahim, if, if I ever see someone on Wikipedia post that they have a ring, like, you know how the Wikipedia, they have like NBA champion, Summer League 22, I'm going to throw my phone. Wikipedia, man, don't put that up there, y'all. I'm going to throw my freaking phone if I see Summer League champion as a freaking really accomplishment. It's not. It's uh, really not. Uh, all right, so let's put this Every. episode in the books. Y'all, that was episode 100 slash big up to our first episode on mm -hmm. Catch Cod. Good rookie show. You know it, Fahim. But no, man, we're mm -hmm. so excited, man. I, normally, at this time, we do shout-outs. But guess what? It's our 100th mm -hmm. episode, Fahim. Oh, so I'm I think down. we should I'm do down. thank yous. What do you think? Thank yous. Mm -hmm. uh, I think we should have a, 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 a moment of gratitude. Because I think 100 episodes is not easy. Um, but we wouldn't have done it without, like, yes, you see us on front of the camera. But we got to thank people that helped us throughout this journey friends family you name it fellow content creators no you got it also you got it you're in a so, role. um do you want me to go first or do you want to go first i want to do this okay so i will say first of all i just want to thank all of our guests we've had a lot of guests from sportsnet tsn espn you name it um athletes retired hoopers hockey players you name it baseball analysts like Everyone we've had, and even our guests who weren't those, teachers, doctors, uh, leaders, community um, coaches, you know what I'm saying? Um, just everyone who's come on the show. I just think that they've really helped us and uh, shaped us to who we are because we're, we're, we're both evolving and every guest who came has been impactful. We had one guest on this podcast that was like, okay, whatever. Every guest has had something to say drop knowledge from DJs, you name it. And I, I I think that I'm just so thankful that you guys took the time out of your life to sit down for an hour to talk to Fahim and myself. We don't, we don't take that lightly. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I also want to thank our family, you know, uh, your family, uh, Aisha, my, my beautiful niece, Isla, like the fact that you have to take an hour out of the week to work with me, that's a lot of sacrifice from your family. So I appreciate your family for allowing you to work uh, with this because it's our passion project. And so I'm thankful for that. I want to thank, of course, my family, my friends who have been supporting me throughout this entire journey. Um, it has not been easy, but it has because I feel like I'm just being myself. I talk sports every day. So talking with you, Fahim, uh, but, but with the cameras rolling isn't really 
I think weird to me, but I'm just really thankful for my family and friends for just, you know, supporting me, right? Believing that I could do something like this and the fact that they've had my back, it just gives me the confidence um, every week to say my opinion. That's how I feel. So I want to say my thank yous. Last but not least, thank all the guys who supported us. So Jomo, big up to Jomo. Big up to Jay from the season rookies from back in the day. I want to big up, of course, Ray in the back end. And everyone who's come, you know, supported us in the back end. We don't see, but they've been supporting us in the back end, doing the things that uh, support us. So 100 episodes doesn't come by just one or two people. It comes from a team of people and supporters. So again, we have over a 1,000 followers all over instagram over a hundred thousand views listens on, on multiple platforms like this is this is only the beginning for him so this is my moment of gratitude and i guess i'm going to cheers to a hundred more and that's why i love working with I'm you pass it to you um, <laughs> you literally as you as you're speaking <laughs> i had a mental mental check uh checklist of things i want to cover and you took that off the plate taken off the plate taken off the plate now i'm like okay um ditto <laughs> to what nelly j has said um definitely um i just want to say right off the top um nelly j uh you know so just a little background so people know um me and nelly j we know each other mm, a decade a decade and um a, a lot of basketball yeah a lot of a decade, sports yeah. period mm -hmm. has been discussed between us over that decade and um it's great to see that uh we started with what was a very small vision of you know let's try and do something different um and here we are now after 100 episodes uh, i know i started uh pretty much saying like you know 100 episodes consecutive um i think because we're so locked in to the movement in the moment that we really haven't had a chance to really truly, um, you know, absorb what's happening here. Um, so I really want to thank you um, for uh, this journey, like two of us coming to this journey uh, to be here right now where we can actually say, you know what, uh, we've got distribution um, on a great network, up and coming network such as Catch Cod and um, other things in, in place also. And I just want to, uh, my shout out, 100% it's going to you. Thank you very much. Um, just for making just what we do enjoyable uh, in regards to discussing sports and everything. Um, you put in a lot of work. Uh, <laughs> people don't even understand the type of work that goes into podcasts. People actually, I've had people think, oh man, you know what? I, you know, I, you know, I talk. <laughs> don't know, man. I can get in front of a mic and do it. And it's not, it's not as it seems, you know, and that's why there's what they call podcast burnout where people just don't have what it takes to continue on. So I want to thank you once again uh, for, you know, sharing uh, this vision. And um, that's one. Two, I got to give a shout out to my wife real quick, Aisha. Um, yes, she's somebody who's been holding yes. us down uh, while I have <laughs> a little baby girl. Shout out to my daughter also, who's mm -hmm. two. Um, you know, it's not easy doing this and... Um, having um, a spouse who needs assistance with the baby and someone who's saying, you know what? No, I, I got this. Do what you got to do. So, um, you know, thank you to her. Um, thank you to all the listeners. Yes. Um, I have friends who, who listen and give feedback. So, you know, if the shoe fits, um, wear it. I appreciate you all. 
uh, all the friends that have actually supported us. And I appreciate anyone new who right now may be catching us through Catch Cod and saying, hey, you know what? These guys might be worth another listen. If that's the uh, frame of mind, you're actually still listening now. Um, I thank you um, and welcome you on this journey as we go together. And I'll land there with that. Ooh. Oh, yes. And last but not least, you know, Fahim, I got to say, y'all, like Fahim, <laughs> you think he's like, this is an act. He's like this. He's so chill with everything. You know, I'm the firecracker. He's like, okay. All right. Like, no, it's awesome. Like, and it's so funny. People say you guys like, yeah, like, like it's so crazy how we just able to work together, my crazy mm -hmm. self, your calm self, but it just works. Right. It just, it just works. But I got to go and shout mm -hmm. out our, our fellow content creators, the hoop spaces, the 94 feeds, um, the big old podcast, everybody, like anyone that's grinding, dive, dive dropper. You name it, uh, Zach. Uh, Run sports. Zach, yeah, see Hendo. Like, oh my gosh, they're still run sports. Everyone, like, honestly, guys, like, um, this is something that I think we mm -hmm. understand that you know we are very supportive of our fellow creators. We're not a about this. Like, we want to support each other. Circling so back. Please check out everyone we just named um, and more. Kevin Weeks from ESPN, Donovan Mitchell, everyone. Uh, you know, these are guys who support grassroots um media uh, mm -hmm. media groups so shout mm -hmm. out to cebl scarborough shooting stars allowing us to do post-game interviews big up to eric grossman i mean warren the ward people out there that's yeah. all supporting us big up to warren <laughs> ward i mean I oh my god andrew miller. andrew miller yeah andrew mm -hmm. miller okay um there's so many people slay chick melanin martha oh my gosh raheem so many great uh creators entrepreneurs that we've worked with and so just want to thank y'all thank all of y'all all of y'all our success is your success so whew, that's it for him me. <laughs> and that's it so i guess we'll just put this episode in the books Y'all, that was our first episode on Catch Cod and Hashtag 100. Honestly, y'all, honestly, if you had a good time, enjoy yourself, come back again. Like, subscribe, tell a friend to tell a friend for you. We're on all platforms if you're looking for us. That's how we get down. This is Good Rookies Podcast, and this is episode 100. Welcome to our community. We out. Peace. Peace.